Also, my friends, I, I want to talk to you about the Cash App because let's be honest, um, you need money and I need money. More importantly, you need to make money as I need to make money. And the Cash App right now, I'm being dead serious with you, is allowing you to invest in the stock market. Can anybody think about <laughs> investing in the stock market, especially I'm talking to the people who make money like me. You got little pennies or something that you're rubbing together. You might have two, three dollars that you can do something. I remember my uncle coming to me and asking me, did I want to invest in stocks? He's like, yeah, I, I want to invest in stocks. That's what I told him. He's like, well, how much money you got? I'm like 10 bucks. He's like, that, that, that's not enough to do anything in stocks. <laughs> it wasn't then, but now 10 bucks can get me somewhere, baby, because of the cash app. So let me tell you why I'm asking you to join me on the Cash App. Because if you click my link, which is downstairs in the show notes, what happens is I get $5 and you get $5. And you can take that $5 and at $1 per stock, get you five stocks in the stock market that can do something for you. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not a member of the Cash App, go on ahead. Click my link right downstairs in the show notes. Get your five bucks and then tell you what you do. OK, because I'm, I'm not even going to tell you to go and, and come and send people back to me. You can if you want, if you want to help me and make sure that that this show as I take a sniff, you know, because, you know, I mean, if you want to help me out, then, you know, I'm about that life, dog. But um, if not, this is what you can do after you click my link and get your five bucks then you can share the link with your friends and you can get another five bucks. And now when your uncle comes to you and be like, hey, man, I got that ten dollars and I'm going to invest in the stock market. You you can uh, you, you can be about that life. You know what I'm saying? So click my link downstairs for the cash app. Also, in the links downstairs in the show notes, I do a little bit of writing, y'all. Yeah, I podcast, I vlog, and now I write. So click down for my voice, my vocal.media to hear me, or more importantly, to read me. Mm. Or should I say to read what I write? That's probably a lot better. But anyway, help a brother out, man. It's, it's how I, again, can do what I do on the internet. So... Click my links downstairs for the cash app. Get me that five bucks. You get your five bucks and you take yours and go get you some more money. We go and invest in the stock market. We become rich. And then also, I'm not asking you for any more money. I'm just asking you to click on my vocal.media link down yonder. You know you want to keep up what I've got to say. You know you want to read more from EDB. So go ahead and do it. Hear some stories or mostly read them. You don't hear them. now. It took me long enough to stop telling you to go watch my stuff on the podcast. Now when I'm telling you to go read it, I'm going to tell you to hear it. Lord have mercy. Y'all can tell that I need some help. So you know that this past weekend, uh, we saw the reboot of a early millennium I don't want to say phenomenon because I don't, I don't think that's what it was. It's more like a train wreck. Uh, the XFL is back and uh, we are uh, we're seeing it. Uh, like I said, firsthand, we've already been a weekend and uh, we are uh, we're trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out 
uh, how I'm going to approach this from a sports uh, fan, a sports uh, enthusiast perspective. And so uh, today, my buddy, Matt and I, you know, we talk all things sports. We got together and we decided to uh, kind of look at this this first week of the XFL and, and see, see what we got, see, see what it's going to be, okay? You, you, you got a problem with that? You don't have a problem with that. Why did I ask you if you had a problem with that? Of course you don't have a problem with that. You're like, bro, I'm trying to figure this out myself. All right, cool. Let's go ahead and figure it out together right about now. Woo! What are you doing? Preparing to discuss the XFL and the Oscars with you. Oh, okay. Is there something on your mind about these two particular topics that just you want to get off your chest? Well, yes. This this past weekend was full of new and exciting things. Okay. So, one of those things being the XFL started this weekend. The, the, it's the, supposed to... The prodigy of Vince McMahon, right? Yes, yes. It is the project of Vince McMahon, and it is also supposed to be the thing that kind of holds people over in that little off-season period where there's no football. So this is going to be like a, a uh, an alternative, not a direct competition. Yes, it's supposed to be something that basically like um, it's not competition for the NFL necessarily because if it was, they would be doing it at the same time as the NFL. Of course. It's supposed to be something more supplemental to the NFL. Oh. Like once the NFL season ends, there's usually like that, you know, few months of like nothing except for like the draft. Yeah, February um, till uh, what? The draft is usually in April. So there's usually nothing, no football there. And then, um, yeah, so it's supposed to be something to kind of like hold people over and be like, hey, listen, here's some more football for you, you know? Um, but the thing is, will it last? Because they tried this. Of course, they tried the XFL back in, like, was it 2000, 2001? Yeah, but... And it, it, it failed. Well, but, um, so there's, there's reasons to that. Yeah, yeah, there's reasons for that. And then again, like last... Those reasons? Or would you like to, like, brush on through it? No, I would just brush on through it. You know, it was in the past. It was back in 2000, 2001, whatever. But I would like Many to discuss years ago. Okay, if you want to discuss, you can discuss. Number one... Um, they... So... It was a good thing, but it was also a bad thing, okay? Because they had brought in the lead announcer for Raw and also made him the lead announcer for the XFL, which isn't bad because Jim Ross is like, football is his, his, his if if wrestling is his wife, football is his, his, his side piece. Like, if he could have a concubine, football would be it. But I felt like that the people, at least this is just my my humble opinion. I don't really know. But I felt like that um, folks had gotten used to him being the wrestling guy. And they never really heard him as a football guy. Now, probably now he would probably do good at it, even though, I mean, I mean, it can't be because he's over in the, uh, you know, that that other thing that they're doing over there with the wrestling people that hate all the WWE stuff. But um yeah, I, I I really think, and then they were like incorporating people like The Rock and and Stone Cold and all those people into the XFL, which again, Rock and Stone Cold both play football. 
you know. True. JBL played play football. Farouk played football. Even Roman Reigns played football. So it, it was not like you're bringing guys in. I think Baron Corbin did too, right? Yeah. So it's not like what he when he pro. Um, I don't think any of them ever like made it into an actual regular season game, but I think most of them are either like on a practice squad or played in like preseason or something, but I don't think any of them actually played in a regular season game. I mean, Brock, he was like the Vikings, but he was like practice, wasn't he? Too, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, you got all these guys that's like been in, in, in the football league, but it, to me, it was like, oh, these are wrestlers and that's what we know them as, and you're just bringing these wrestlers over here and trying to come bring them in the football and mm-hmm. I, I think that's what killed it the first time however there was one thing that did come out of the xfl back then was um having the uh overhead cameras the cameras like over the field uh, they ended up using that in the nfl later on aerial shots so. yeah okay which now this new xfl that started this weekend there's already been a few things that are different from the XFL and the NFL and a few things that you mean um, from the first XFL and the NFL no 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 from from this XFL like this new XFL has like some new rule changes and some like um different things that they do that the NFL could potentially you know kind of steal it and, and use it in the NFL okay um such as kickoffs there's uh this new thing with the kickoffs where the kicker like the teams line up like five yards apart from each other so instead of like having one team like running full speed and knocking the guy out and getting a concussion they're trying to make it a little safer so they've changed the kickoffs a little bit they've changed the extra point after a touchdown instead of kicking the extra point they have they have a one point a two point or a three point conversion option um so the nfl could potentially look into that so, so, so we're like giving options to how we seal this touchdown. Yeah. So basically, when you when they score a touchdown, instead of kicking that extra point, you know, like the little field goal yeah, yeah, yeah. that the NFL does, they have they don't do that. There's no kicking extra points. What they do now is they have a one point option where you you get the ball at the two yard line, and you have to get it into the end zone. That's one point. Or if you want to go for two points, you start at the five yard line and you have to get in the end zone for a two-point conversion. Or you can go for three points, and you got to have the ball at the 10-yard line, make it into the end zone on one try, and you get the three points. So basically, it's like we get a touchdown, we got to go back to the 10-yard line and, and do a touchdown again. Yes, and you get three points. So then instead of getting six points and then like kicking it for the one point, you could end up with nine points on that score. Oh, okay. So that's something that the NFL could potentially look into. And then the other thing that so I noticed. Is, so why is it better to do that than kicking a field goal? Oh, because kicking a field goal is like lame. Like the one thing the NFL tried to do to like make it more exciting or whatever was they moved the extra point attempt back a little bit so that it's not like a easy everybody gets the one point. But nobody really likes that that much. So. It would be kind of interesting to see if the NFL takes that. And then the other thing is the instant replays. Basically, when a call happens on the field, they have someone up in like the press box area who is just specifically watching the monitor and can, has direct communication with the referee to let them know, like, hey, you guys messed up on that call. We're going to overturn it. 
So instead of the referee having to go under the hood and watch the replay and watch it over and over, they got someone up in the booth watching right away who can directly has communication that's just like, hey, listen, that's not right. Overturn it. Move on. Uh, so that's that's another something that the NFL could look into doing because there's a lot of times there's calls being missed. There's um, a lot of times that referee has to come over and look at the replay and it takes a lot of time out of the game. So to kind of speed things up and make sure things are right, it would make sense to have, I think what they're calling is like a field judge or like a replay official or something up in the booth who could just directly communicate to the referee and be like, hey, listen, that was pass interference, overturn it. Good to go. So, what are the referees there for then? If you have the gap in the field that's doing this, I mean, the referees will make the calls, and you know they'll they'll get most of the calls right usually. But every now and then there might be a play that was kind of like bang bang, like really quick, and they might have like made a judgment call, and that's why they have the person up in the booth to be like, "Hey, watching it on the replay, you can see this, so we're gonna overturn it because, like, say for instance, like a fumble." Say um, the guy has the ball and he's going down to the ground. The ball may come out before he hits the ground, but the referee, from his point of view, might have seen it differently and thought it wasn't a fumble. But that's why they have a person up there watching the replay who can see from the replay and instantly just be like, listen, that's a fumble. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. All right. So it, it, I think that's something the NFL. That's something they so should does look that, like, at. Take time away. I mean, like deduct time off for how long this game is going to be. Because I, I would. I mean, from generally, I go to sleep during those football games. But um, from what I have been, uh, what I've observed, should I say, in watching a full football game, if you get into one of those those uh, uh, troubling decisions, it, it could take maybe what five. Good five minutes oh, yeah. to figure out. Yeah, it could, it could take quite a while for them to have to go, and they got to watch the replay over and over. But that's why with the XFL, they got the person up in the booth. He's already watching the replay like as it, it's happening. Like it, He's watching the game as it happens on the screen, and he has that replay, and he can just directly like tell him, hey, listen, this is it. Huh. So Cool. So, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. So um, there's only eight teams right now in the XFL. Of course, if if the uh, XFL progresses and is successful, I'm sure there'll be more teams that'll come up around more cities in the in the United States. But right now, there's only eight teams. So they oh. had two games on Saturday, and they had two games yesterday, Sunday. That's only four. Um, no wait, no two. Yeah, two games each day. Oh, that's all eight. Okay, that's eight teams. Yeah. And how long does this thing last? Uh, it should be, I think it's 10 weeks, and then they have uh, two weeks for playoffs. So... so I'm looking at it here, the, the, like, Super Bowl for the XFL, it looks like it'll be in April, around the end of April. Oh, wow. So this is, like, right before, uh, draft the NFL. NFL. Yep. Oh. So... Um, the XFL players, if you're wondering, like, who are these players? Some of them have played in the NFL. I they uh, didn't quite cut it. Yes, the quarterback for the Dallas team, um, Landry Jones, he's expected to kind of be like the face of the XFL, is what they're saying. Um, he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was like a backup quarterback for Big Ben. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a quarterback for the D.C. team, Cardell Jones. He was really good in college at Ohio, at, was it Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he made it, I think he made it to the NFL, didn't really do too well. So there's quite a few players on here that either they were good in college and then didn't either get drafted by the NFL or they made it to the NFL and didn't really do too well. So they're kind of using this as like a, a way to maybe showcase themselves and possibly get back into the NFL. So so basically the XFL is going to be uh, to the NFL what the indie scenes were to WWE. That makes any yeah. sense. Does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? A little bit, yeah. So back in the day, the, the, the big game to go to was WWE. So all the wrestlers would go to places like WCW or ECW or or some, you know, little craphead promotion in a, you know, grocery store parking lot somewhere to get their get their their name out there, get their tape, if you will. And then they would present that to WWE and and because that was the big game when it came to wrestling. So I'm basically thinking that NFL is I mean XFL has decided, you know, we're just going to be the the breeding ground for NFL players or or do you present the argument that they are ultimately going to try to go up against the NFL. Cause I mean, the NFL, the NFL has really been the only game in town for the last, mm-hmm. what? 5 million years. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to try to compete with the NFL. I think that, I don't know if back in like when they first did the XFL in the two thousands, if they were trying to compete with the NFL and maybe that's another reason why it didn't exactly be successful um there was also last year there was the afl that came out and it was supposed to be same thing it was supposed to be 10 weeks and then two weeks of playoffs i think they only made it about what four weeks into the season before they were they just canceled the rest of the season said they were done they either ran out of money or fan interest or whatever so I don't think there's any reason for them to try to compete with the NFL. I think one of the ways they can be successful is if they try to supplement the NFL. Maybe if they're like a breeding ground or if they want to try to be like minor leagues for the NFL. You know, like baseball has the, the minor league system. Um, hockey has like some sort of like minor league type system. NBA even has like the D League, which is kind of like their minor league system. So, I mean, if, if they want to become successful, probably being supplemental to the NFL maybe even like becoming a minor league system to the NFL where like say uh, the Dallas team is could be like the minor league team to the Cowboys they like own them or whatever and they can like pull up players from them that they want to um something like that where where are the Dallas what is it Renegades yes there's the Dallas Renegades they they play at the um they don't play at the Cowboys stadium they're playing at the um old Texas Rangers stadium because the Texas Rangers just got a new stadium the baseball team Okay. so the old stadium that they used to play in uh, was converted into a football stadium now so that's where they're playing um, some of them are playing in NFL stadiums like the Tampa Bay Vipers mm-hmm. are playing in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium Yeah, so some of them, I think, are playing in NFL stadiums. Some of them are playing in, like, college football stadiums. And then others are playing in, like, just, like, multi-purpose stadiums. So, so 
like, I'm sure you... Oh, that dropped my pencil. Oh, that was very good. Um, good journalist drops his pencil. I'm sure you've been, uh, like, paying attention or following, like, what, what, what is the vibe like for this? Because I, I have not watched... I mean, this on regular TV... I, I, so, let me tell you what I've heard. It, it is on cable. It is on... Um, yeah, like, the, the games this past weekend, I think there was some games on ABC. Yeah. There's games on Fox. Yeah. And I think ESPN, I think those are the three networks that were, were showing games. FS1 has them too? Um, that's possible for like some of the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, FS1. I'm looking at the schedule for next week. Uh, Saturday, there's a game at ABC at 2, two o'clock. Then there's a game at 5 o'clock on Fox. And then on Sunday, there's a game at 3 o'clock on ABC and then 6 o'clock on FS1. So. Wow. Um, so who are the commentators for this? Like, um, I don't know too many of them. I know I did see one guy is uh, Kurt Menefee. He's um, he works with the NFL on Fox. He does like the pregame show. So I know he's one of the guy commentators. Um, they had Pat McAfee. He was a punter in the NFL for many years. He's got a podcast, doesn't he? I think he does have a podcast. Yeah, he was on the sidelines for one of the games yesterday, and that's another thing. They during the game they'll interview players on the sidelines, like right after a play happens, and they come to the bench. They could go and interview them. Like um, there was actually a play yesterday where the punter kicked the ball, and one of the players was trying to like get the ball to not go in the end zone, and he kind of messed up. And Pat McAfee, being a punter, was like, "Man, you ruined a great punt." So he came over back to the bench. And he asked him, like, hey, you know, what were you thinking in that moment? Like, what happened there? So, like, right after the play happens, there's a reporter who can be, like, asking questions. I, just to take so, a side note here. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. Finish your thought. Let, let, me, let me just wait for you. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's kind of interesting. It's It kind of gives the fans a little bit more insight on, like, what the players are thinking in the moment. Like, you know, what their mindset is, their process, thought process, you know. So that's kind of cool. It gives a little bit more, like, insight on the game, I guess. Hmm. So that's kind of different because, like, in the NFL, you don't see that. Like, if a quarterback throws an interception, he goes to the bench, and all you see is, like, you know, he hangs his head like, man, that sucked. But quarterback throws an interception in the XFL, he could go to the bench, and now there's a reporter standing there like, hey, so, you know, what happened on that play? Hmm. So the... the original NFL uh, XFL should, I don't know if I should call it the original but I guess it is the original um, they did more uh, locker room chats are they, are they bringing those in are they like yes I- uh, they did have like in the halftime during halftime or whatever they show the locker room so there's that so we're not doing halftime shows I don't think so I didn't see any halftime shows yesterday I'm not sure if there was I wasn't I didn't watch every game or anything like complete start to finish but so okay, so there's no halftime show. Um, there is. I mean, I mean, I would imagine, I would imagine during like their championship game, if they get that far, there'll probably be like a halftime show, like the Super Bowl. So, um, uh, so I, what I, I'm saying is, I want to talk about the uh, the. Uh, I don't care what you were saying. I want to talk about the uh, the show. I don't even remember what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I know that's why I don't. Want, that's why I'm not worried about what you were saying. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, stadiums, like. Is the attendance pretty good? Is, do the people, like, give a crap about this? I mean... Oh, yes. That is what I was saying, actually. Uh, so, so you do care what I was saying. Maybe. Um, 
turning on some of the games over the weekend, I noticed the stadiums looked pretty full. There was a lot of people, a lot of fans there. Um, a lot of them were like wearing like their team's colors and stuff like that. So we already got merch out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they bought them beforehand or if they bought them at the stadium, just threw them on or whatever. But um, there was quite a few people look like there's like some people like with face paint, you know, wearing oh, so like hats, for this. masks and stuff. Like, I mean, it, it looked like, you know, NFL fans. So, hmm. yeah, wow. there's people that are really buying into it. So, I mean, it, it could be successful. I think as long, like I said, I think as long as they try to be like a supplement to the NFL and not really like compete with the NFL, I think it could be successful. So, so here's the part that I have been fascinated with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, which is something that I have shared with you for the last three years now maybe longer Vince McMahon is he's got a he's got an itch if you will for content creators it's not Sam Pat McAfee um, the dude that's on uh, what's that black radio show uh, the morning show not the breakfast club the other one uh, uh, you know the guy he's the white guy up there with a uh, with uh, e something, um, one hundred six or something. Anyway, the point of the matter is, people like screaming. We're like, "It's that show right there." Actually, you know what? Let me go look it up. It's um, I think it's uh, let me just go look it up. Uh, you have uh, the Breakfast Club. I know that's not that's not it, but uh. It's the the alternative or the the other part. That's Power 105. That's the Breakfast Club. Now, what's the one with E Burrow on it? I don't know what you're talking about. I know because you don't understand black culture. Um, uh, hold on. Uh, e Burrow. I think that's his name. E Brow. Uh, DJ uh, Hot 97 it's got um, uh, who's up there with it Ebro that's his name but it's got um, what's that dude though he's a white dude uh, um, that's helpful I mean, it's very helpful. Um, he's right here. I'm looking at him. What's his name, though? He's on Hot 97. Yo, Serena Williams' husband gets four billboards. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. Um, what are the billboards? That, that guy right there. That guy right there. You hearing his voice? But I don't know who that is. And I think he's got a YouTube channel and he talks wrestling. But I can't think of his name right now. And that's that's pissing me to high hell. But yeah, Vince McMahon is in love with these guys because they they have a marketplace or they have a a, uh, a corner of the market. They're drawing in fans and he's tapping into that. And that's why I was like, bruh, with the XFL, I think that you know, this needs to be a thing because 
I don't know if any content creators have jumped on the bandwagon yet. I think this may be the first one to do it. Congratulations, you're a pioneer. But um, yeah, this is this is. I'm hoping this is something that uh, provides more opportunity for. Uh, like like you, I'm, I'm liking what you're saying is what I'm trying to say. From the perspective of we're getting into the players' minds, we're trying to understand how this game is played. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a thing where we're uh, we're focusing on um, uh, the athleticism of the game is what I've been hearing. It's like this is more of an athletic game. It's more making football more of a sporting event than a spectacle like the NFL has become because NFL is really over-marketed and just commercialized up the wazoozie but this yeah. is kind of a a athletic uh presentation and it's drawing in athletic people unlike the other games which are driven by Stephen A. Smith who is just a trash talker for ratings but this guy is actually bringing in sports people which I actually like dealing with when you don't have commentators you have people who actually know the game and they know what they're talking about and they can really explain this to you it makes watching the game more fun than listening to Stephen A. Smith if that makes any sense yeah and the other thing too is they're still like exciting and like high energy plays but they're also trying to make it safe like they're not trying to have people get like knocked out in the field have concussion and miss like weeks of playing so that's why there's like that whole like uh, the kickoff rule that I mentioned where they're trying to make it a little bit safer. They don't want people running full speed and like knocking a dude out. But there's still going to be those high energy, exciting plays that can still happen. So they want to make it fun and exciting, but also safe for the players too. So, so nobody got hurt on the first week. Um, I don't know. I didn't see anybody, you know, being carted off the field or anything. So, I mean, again, I didn't watch every game in its in its entirety, so I, mean, I don't Matthew, know. You supposed to be a sports guy, aren't you? Studying this in school. I am, but I did watch some of the games. Um, but like in the NFL, you see play, players getting carted off and stuff, you know, breaking legs and everything. I mean, of course, there's going to be injuries because it is a sport. But yeah, it ain't they, bad are, days, they like to say. I mean, yeah, they are trying to make it a little bit safer. Like they don't want people getting like knocked out and you know messing up their head and getting that whole CTE and all that. So, so XFL has a commissioner. Yeah. Oh, that's a that, that's an interesting thing. The uh, commissioner, basically like Roger Goodell of the NFL, mm-hmm. um, the commissioner of XFL is Oliver Luck. His son is Andrew Luck, who was a quarterback in the NFL for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. So, yep. New XFL CEO and commissioner. So wait, he's the CEO and the commissioner. Yep. So then, what the hell is this man doing? I think he's just like the founder or something. I don't know. So he really has nothing. He, I mean, I watched the video when it came out. He's like, I'm really not going to have anything to do with this. Yeah, I think he 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 might be taking a step back from it because wasn't he a lot more involved with the original? Yeah, the, the first one, someone? he was like the face of it. Yeah, I think which, he which, might have learned from that too. He's probably going to step back a little bit and let you know people handle things. Like I said, he in the first one, I think I really think. His demise was because he took all these wrestlers and included himself and tried to invade the football game and the people like spit it out. Whereas now yeah, he, 
I, I didn't obviously back in the first time XFL came out, it was like 2000, 2001. I was barely, what, 10 years old, just yeah. about. So I don't really remember too much of the XFL, but I have seen some clips from back then. And didn't he like go out in the field with a microphone and like, you know, do stuff like that? Yeah. Like before the games and stuff? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, watching WWE, he would be in the middle of the ring. Wasn't he like in the middle of the field and stuff? Yeah, like The Rock would come out like and do halftime shows. His music would come on and they would walk out in the field. And it was like mm-hmm. he literally took football and, and invaded it with WWE. And the people were like, or WWF at the time, people were like, um, is this football or is this wrestling? Because I'm thinking this is just like a fan. So, so people would be like, did a football game just break out in a wrestling match? Or like, did a wrestling match just break out in a football game? Like, yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Mm. But I'm reading this on, on, on USA Today, which makes it credible. It says, uh, Sports Pulse, um, new XFL CEO and commissioner Oliver Luck explains how the new XFL will be nothing like the old one. He also talks about a few things they're trying to keep uh, they're trying out to keep the pace of the games fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? Uh, wait. Something happens at MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey. What is that? That's uh, one of the teams played there. The New York Guardians. Oh. They, they play there. That's the same stadium that the New York Giants and the New York Jets play at. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like, some of the teams are playing in NFL stadiums. I think some of them are, like, college football stadiums. Um, and then some of them are just, like, stadiums that are, like, multi-purpose. They can be used for anything. You have, oh. um, in addition to serving as the Chicago Bears head coach in 2013 and 14, Mark Tresman has served yep, as offensive uh, coordinator for five NFL teams. Yeah, I think he's the head coach, I want to say, of the Tampa Bay XFL team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. They got coaches that have been in the NFL or that have been college football coaches, and um, now they're coaching in the XFL. So, like, Mark Trussman, uh, they got Bob Stoops. I think he used to be a coach for, I want to say, Oklahoma, I think it was. Mm. Um, he's coaching over in Dallas, I believe. I think he's the Dallas head coach. So, this says the final game. Wait a minute. Yeah, the final game of the opening weekend has what looks like a mismatch on paper, at least from a name recognition standpoint. Jonathan Hayes, the longtime Cincinnati Bengals tight end coach, will lead the St. Louis Battlehawks in the battle. That's like a double negative, isn't it? Battlehawks in the battle. But what am I to talk about English? Anyway, they'll face the Dallas Renegades, coached by Bob Stoops. Yep. Who won a national title and two college coach of the year awards at the University of Oklahoma. Yep. So I was right. Yeah, he was coach of Oklahoma. Which, sadly, and I don't know if they can pull this off, but down the road, I would say bringing in Jim Ross down the road for this would be great. I think that that would, if he can pull that off, I don't know if he could, but that would tie in the wrestling fan and the football fan. That would kind of merge those two together. They, they, they said one time they don't want to do that, but I think that'll be the guy that could pull those two in 
because you got a lot of guys that like WWE. You got a lot of guys that like uh, football. And when you have a guy like Jim Ross, who is, like I said, if, if, if he could love two women, it would be wrestling and football. And since you have one of the University of Oklahoma, which is literally his his boo, Oklahoma is his boo. Man, I I, th- I think that'd be great. That's just me. But uh, I was trying to see is there anything else? No, there's nothing else in this story that is of interest. Hold on, we got a video here. What does it say? I really want to hear okay. what this what that says. The biggest goal is gotcha. to create sort of a foundation where we can play good, fast-paced, up-tempo, crisp football. What's going to be the biggest difference between this XFL compared to the previous ones or even the AAF? So there'll be really nothing in common with the XFL outside of the name, quite honestly. Uh, You know, we're focused on the football. We've spent a lot of time preparing for uh, these games. Uh, We think we're we're buttoned up in all those respects after our draft and mini camps and and training camps. We've got great broadcast partners with Fox and and ESPN that'll be showing these games on national television. All 43 of our games will be on national television. We've got, I think, a great group of coaches and players. Football's first, right? Football is foremost uh, in, in the league, and that's really what we've what we focused on. The game will be a fast-paced game. I think our most important innovation is the 25-second play clock. So in the NFL, it's 40 seconds. In the XFL, it'll be a 25-second play, play clock. We'll have a, a lot quicker. We'll have, it's a lot quicker. We'll have a ball-spotting <laughs> official whose only job is to spot the ball so that oh, you know okay. the, the teams can really play fast. Okay. So we want to we want to play fast. We want to play up tempo. It's almost imagine you're watching you know a two minute drill you know for the course of a full first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, into the fourth quarter. We think that's going to be fun. We want to have the same number of plays more or less as you get in the professional football game. It's about 170, uh, but also kind of shrink that time a little bit. Try to get those games done in under three hours. So um, he he said something about a 25 second clock versus a 40 second clock can you can you explain that oh yeah the uh the play clock yeah so in the nfl when they like huddle to you know decide what they want what play they want to run there's they're given 40 seconds between huddling up and making their play and getting to the line of scrimmage and actually like running the play Uh xfl it's only 25 seconds how can you do that 25 seconds um I think what I also heard is that they have the coaches in the NFL. They only have direct communication with the quarterback. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I heard them say, one of the announcers mentioned that they are able to communicate with more than just the quarterback. I don't think it's everybody on the field they can communicate with, but I think it's the quarterback and maybe like a running back, maybe like a wide receiver or something, maybe a lineman. So they got an IBD in their ears or something? Yeah, they got like a little head, headset thing in their helmets. Or IFB, whatever you call those things. Yeah, so, um, and then on the, on the defensive side, same thing. They used to only be able to communicate, like in the NFL, they only communicate with one person. I think they were saying that they have like a couple more people that they can communicate with. So that could probably speed things up too, because instead of, you know, the coach just saying to the quarterback, hey, run this play. And then he has to communicate to everyone on the field. If they all have like you know earpiece things, then he can be like, "Hey, run this play," and they don't have to huddle up. They can just be like, "Okay, let's run this play." Hmm. So that speeds things up too. Huh. That's interesting. 
And they're saying yeah. that they're going to have like they're trying to get the game in under three hours compared to the uh, NFL, which could be anywhere between a four to five hour game is what they're trying to say. Yeah. Care to elaborate on how they're going to do that? I mean, just different things like play clock being shorter, um, the replays, like we talked about before with the, the guy up in the booth, that can probably make it speed up a little bit so they don't have to like spend so much time looking at replays and deciding if, if the player was called right or wrong. Um, the whole kickoff thing can kind of help a little bit. Just little things like that just decrease the uh, amount of time that the game has to last. So. Huh. Now, also, I heard they have they had like training camps and drafts and all sorts of other things. I mean, I they probably had this on their website somewhere. I didn't hear about it. Did you hear about that? Um, a little bit. There wasn't too. I don't think it was too um, publicized. I guess. Uh huh. So, but they do. I have, don't know too much about it. I know that they had like a little bit of a draft. I guess. So you you mean to tell me that you haven't done your homework and you're gonna do this because this is this is gonna be big, Matthew. I do know that the first player that was like signed to the next NFL team was Landry Jones. He's the quarterback for the Dallas Renegades, mm. which is why I think they're also considering him to be like the face of the XFL, kind of like a Tom Brady in NFL. You know, mm. hmm. he was like the very first player to be signed to an XFL team. So. I see. Now, is the money good in this thing, or like, are they talking about um, that? I haven't seen them talk about that on like. You know, I've, obviously, I get a lot of my information from like ESPN and stuff. They haven't really mentioned what XFL players make, but I can always, you know, do my own research on that as well. I mean, Bleacher Report's not saying anything about these types of things, or I didn't see anything about that. No. You know, TMZ ain't calling it. Well, TMZ can go and, you know, we don't like TMZ. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that would make you hurl a little bit. It does. Anyway, Matthew, I think this is going to be exciting. Um, I am. Well, uh, I can tell you doing just a little quick research here that the average XFL player's salary is 55000 Are you serious? Yep. Um, there's also bonuses for being on a winning team. There's bonuses for being active during a game. So that's the base pay. And then there's different bonuses for like playing the games. There's bonuses for winning. There's uh, different contracts with flexibility. Oh, it says uh, it says on here, XFL player contracts allow them to be flexible. So if they're able, if like an NFL team sees them and it's like, you know, you're really good, we want to sign you. The XFL contract allows them to be like, okay, go ahead, go to the NFL if you want to. So that's that's an interesting thing. Wow. So, uh, I mean, fifty-five grand for—you're basically not expecting these boys to stay here. No, I don't think so. I mean, that's why I'm saying I feel like it's more supplemental to the NFL because they're trying to showcase these guys and be like listen they can be in the NFL so this is kind of like minor leagues for the NFL I think because huh. so if you think about it like minor league players for baseball they don't make that much either so I mean how much does a minor league baseball player make like around here in Norfolk 
Um, I'd have to look that again because I I know they don't make enough to where it's like sometimes they go and like get other jobs. Um, wow. Let's see. This thing I found says it can be ten thousand dollars a month. That's good. Yeah, but you gotta think how many months are they actually in the league? That's only about what four or five months, maybe. Ten thousand. Yeah, that's only fifty grand. Wow. So, and that's if they. I don't know. If, I don't think they pay them for the whole year. I think it could be just during the season. Maybe they make ten thousand a month. So, and it also depends on what level of minor league. Because for baseball, there's like triple A, double A, single A. There's a bunch of different levels. So someone at like the triple A level, which is like the level right underneath the MLB, could be making a whole lot more than someone that's on like the sh- small level, like li- level A. That's like the lowest level. So which one is the Norfolk Tides? I'm just curious. Uh, Norfolk Tides is triple A. Oh, so they're up the so top. They're like the last step before making it to the major leagues. So what would it so so not not just to go off here on this tangent, what would it take to like turn the Norfolk ties into a an MLB team? Is that even possible? Um, I don't think so. Is that you as a sports fan? Are you as it's just not possible? I I mean it's as a sports fan and it's just as like a. I don't know, because, like, having worked with the minor league team and stuff... You've worked and, with the Norfolk Tides. I, I didn't work with the Norfolk Tides. I worked with the Aberdeen Ironbirds. But you, you've had is, some experience were, with the Norfolk Tides. Yeah, I did go to the, one of their games, yes. Okay, that's experience. Um, but the Aberdeen Ironbirds, I worked with them. They're at, like, the very lowest level. So, basically, like, you have the Baltimore Orioles, or the major league team, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, a trickle-down effect, basically. They got, like, the Norfolk Tides... They have, um, I think it's Bowie, Bay Sox is like their double-A team. They got like the Frederick Keys is like a single-A team. And then the Aberdeen Ironbirds are like way at the bottom. So pretty much when a player gets drafted, they go to that first level at the very bottom and then they got to work their way up. Sometimes they could skip a level if they're very good. Other times they got to go to each team before they get to the majors. So, So what is the lowest level? Lowest level, I believe, is the short season single A, which is the team that I worked with, the Aberdeen Ironbirds. What is the short season single A? Short season single A is just basically they only play for like about two to three months. They start in like June and they're done in August. So, And a regular season starts in April and goes all the way to October. Yes. Okay, cool. So basically this XFL is like a short a team yeah I would say that's what I'm saying I, f- I feel like it could be kind of like a minor league for the NFL hmm cool yep so your predictions how does this end um well considering there's a league that started last year and only lasted four weeks I would say successful for the XFL would be to actually complete the season and have a championship have the championship game hmm. to make it through one season would be a success if they go farther than a season and like you know have another season next year and everything obviously that would be even more success but 
I think first things first, we need to see if they can last one season before we can actually decide if it's going to be something that sticks around for many more years. And I think if it does stick around for many more years, there will be more teams that will start to get added to it. Because right now, like we said, there's only eight teams. There's the Seattle, there's D.C., there's Los Angeles, Houston, Tampa Bay, New York, St. Louis, and Dallas. So basically, all of those, they just hit all the major markets. Those are all, yeah, those are all major markets. Those are all cities that have an NFL team, except for St. Louis. They used to have one, but they don't anymore. Um, Wait. Those are all, yeah. Oh, no, they're in Kansas City. Never mind. Yeah, the Chiefs are in Kansas City. So all of these four, or all of these eight XFL teams play in cities that either have an NFL team currently or used to have one, like St. Louis. So, I Who think used if to be they, in St. Louis, uh, the Rams. Oh yeah, but now yeah, they're yeah. in LA. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. So successful would be making it through one season, seeing how the whole season goes, um, and then if they do last more than a season, I think they'll start adding more teams to the league as well. Because you got to think when the NFL first started, they only had a few teams as well. So. Teams definitely can start getting added the longer the season or the longer the league lasts. Hmm. Every every sport that I can think of, like baseball, hockey, football, they all started with just a few teams. Hmm. So, oh well, that's kind of how you have to work. You have to build your way up to having thirty teams. <laughs> Matthew, I want to ask you this question. Yep. Because I am, I am looking down the road to them finishing this. What Do you want to know which team I want to be a fan of? Is that, is that what you want to know? Dallas. We already know that. Um, well, that's the thing. I was struggling because being here in Florida, I feel like I should kind of go with the Vipers in Tampa. And then also being a Cowboys fan, I feel like I should go with the Dallas team. However, both teams yesterday, they played and they, well, the Tampa only scored three points. They sucked. Renegades, the Dallas team, they only scored nine points, and they lo- both teams lost. So I'm like kind of struggling here. Like, I don't know what team to go with. So I was kind of hoping, okay, whichever team wins their first game is kind of the team I would be like, all right, let me go with them. And they both lost. So you're not you're not helping much. No. Uh, Matthew, that's not what I wanted to ask you though. Okay. What I wanted to ask you is, I'm, I'm sure I didn't have to throw that in there though. Well, I'm 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 already so. Oh well, let let me let me let me stop here before we move on to what I really wanted to ask you since you brought that up. Um, what are the colors? Are 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 the Dallas Renegades like repping out the blue and white? Kind of. Yeah. They they have. It's more of like a lighter blue and black was like their uniforms and white of course too so are are these teams like resembling the places where they are residing like with Dallas with Tampa with uh, you know yeah I think for the most part they're trying to be a little bit like have some of that local flavor to them I guess okay alright cool Cool, cool. Now, here's what I wanted to ask you as we kind of, you know, look down the road here. What is the word on the street about this? What do you what do you think 
the people's like reaction to this. Uh, I, I again, I have not paid attention to the social about this because I was even if I heard them, you know, there'd be like a bunch of ramblings. You know, that's how it sounds to me. Um, yeah. But from a social perspective, like, do you think this is something that the the big commentators are going to pick up on, and they're going to start running this as? You know, is is this something Stephen A. Smith's gonna go? Hey, man, uh, I, I think we need to look at these boys. You know what I'm saying? I think they're doing some good things. You know what I'm saying? I think this is gonna be a thing that we. No, I'm sorry, that's not Stephen A. Look, I think I this, will, I will say that they do talk about it on ESPN, like all last week leading up to it, and today this morning I've been watching some ESPN. They've been talking about the XFL. Um, they've been talking on the different shows on ESPN about what they feel is good about it. Um, They've been, I'm part of a few uh, Facebook, like, fan pages for the Cowboys, and I've seen a bunch of people on there talking about, you know, should we watch the XFL? Who's going to watch it? A lot of people are saying, I'm going to watch it, stuff like that. Um, I think they said that the first game, let me get my numbers right. Yeah, get your numbers right. Let me see. XFL first game views. Uh, let's see, XFL, first weekend, the first game drew 3.3 million viewers. That's not bad. So, yeah, that was at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Didn't that beat baseball? And, uh, I don't know. I mean, baseball's got a lot of viewers, too, but, yeah, first contest, first game or whatever, 3.3 million viewers. So, um... The thing with that is, though, last year, the AAF, when they started off, their first weekend was pretty successful, too. A lot of people watched because it's a brand new thing. You know, a lot of people are going to be, like, interested to see it because it's it's something new. Mm-hmm. So the real test is, and this is what they were talking about on ESPN as well, is next week and the week after that. How many people are going to stick around and continue watching? So. Do they have a website? Like, let me go see. Like. What is, I mean, how are we, uh, where are we, uh, that's, that's xfl.com. Like, let me see what their, I mean, what does their website look like? Um, it says week one, what we've learned. Uh, I think the other thing too is they're having their games on like ABC, Fox, ESPN, the XFL is. Uh-huh. Whereas last year, the AAF, their first game was on CBS. And then after that, they went to like NFL Network, TNT, CBS Sports Network, like a bunch of channels that not everybody has access to. But but XFL is like, no, we're going to we're going to go where the people but, are. Yeah. XFL is going to be on channels that pretty much everyone has access to it in some some way. So. Hold on. Let me let me see what this let me see what this this is. It's XFL football, man. There ain't no stops leave. It's a bunch of dogs out here. Oh, you Seattle trailing by a field goal. Look at end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, L. Jones. Hmm. Jones, they flip. They're actually back like Rogers, doing replays. Look like this is on YouTube. It's Oh, okay. So they like have like, you know, this uh, like a two minute look back, which is kind of like they 
uh, talk to WWE because that's basically what they do. Uh, it says heading into the season, there are there appeared to be one certainty: the Dallas Renegades were the best team in the XFL. So, I mean, there's that, Matthew. Yeah. Since yeah, on paper they're supposed to be. So, um, they had head coach Bob Stoops, quarterback Laundry Jones, and the air raid offense. Odds makers had the Renegades at a five to two favorite to win the league, and a nine point five point favorite to win the opener against St. Louis against the St. Louis BattleHawks. What could Which possibly go wrong? Do. Everything. The BattleHawks upset the Renegades 15-9 Sunday evening. You can blame it on the fact that Jones missed the game with an injury and the offense never got off the ground. So yep. we already got somebody out already. Yeah. He, I think, got hurt in like practice or something. But um, I think he should be back for the next game. So that's when we'll really get to see if, if this team is going to be legit or not. So Matthew, it seems like they got bit with the Dallas bug. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. It, it's, the reality on is... Paper, on paper, they're supposed to be good. But as Stephen A. Smith is very famous for saying about the Dallas Cowboys, they're an accident waiting to happen. So... Where's Skip Bayless when you need... My Cowboys! Anyway... <laughs> Uh, the reality is this league is going to have more uh, than expected. Uh, Tampa Bay, the second choice of odds makers. Now I can see why you're, you're, you're torn between the two. <laughs> uh, I like a winner, okay? To win the league, also lost 23-3 to the New York Guardians, which... It's kind of fascinating because <laughs> does anything good come out of New York? Hi, Frank. How are you? Um, <laughs> one week into the season, the outlook has changed. Maybe the Renegades and the Vipers bounce back. Maybe not. Week one showed us that any team can win the league. That's the biggest story out of week one. Uh, what else it says? Here are eight other things we learned from kickoff weekend. This running game may be may become a bigger deal. Uh, maybe he's not too short. Houston Roughnecks, we call them the Roughnecks. Yep. Quarterback PG Walker is the early favorite for most valuable player. He threw 272 yards and four touchdowns in the opener. Uh, what else? All he needs is a chance. Talking about a quarterback who looked good in the opener, the D.C. Defenders, Cardale Jones. Uh, he threw 235 yards and two touchdowns, ran for 28 yards. Huh. Fourth round pick by Buffalo in 2016. Jones never has been able to get any traction in the NFL while spending time with the Bills, Chargers, and Seahawks. He's 6'5 and 250 pounds with a strong arm. So basically, they're trying to present the case that this kid needs to be called up. So it's basically what yeah. you're saying. Yep. Uh, cloning Ricky Proil. Who is that? 
if you thought Seahawks Dragons receiver Austin Proel, I second names, look familiar, he should. He is a vi- virtual clone of his father, longtime NFL receiver Ricky Perel, who spent two years with the Seattle Seahawks. The father was a stereotypical slot receiver long before the position became as popular as it is today. Huh. Yeah. Connie Ely. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting to see what goes on. So, yeah, week one is pretty fun. I'm, uh, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty excited last year when the AAF started. I watched a few of the games. Um, there was a team in Orlando. I, I was hoping to be able to go to a game, but never got the chance because they only lasted a few weeks before they canceled the whole league. So, again, XFL, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I, I watched a little bit this weekend. Um, I just want to see if they last a full season first, you know, to before really catching on, you know? So. So, Matthew, I'm going to make a deal with you. Next, next, uh, next, I guess we say Tuesday this time. Um, we're going to come back and because I'm, I'm, I'm stuck too. I mean, it just started. I don't know who I'm going to like either. Like, um, if you, know, you want to go with a team that's close to you, you can probably go to the DC Defenders. That's probably the closest to you, I think. You think? That's also the team that has Cardell Jones, so. You think? Yeah. Looking at the, the teams, you got New York Guardians, you got the DC Defenders. I mean, Tampa you Bay say Vikings. you think that's the closest to me. I'm in Norfolk. You, that's not a thought. That is an, that's a fact. Okay, so then it is the team closest to you. So if you want, you can go with that team. I think, I think we have... We could do what? I said, or you can just pick some random team if you want to. No, to because that's how team. I got stuck with Miami. My, Miami. Miami. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Miami. That's what I wanted to say. Miami. I think this is a great time because it's... Well, and, and if you go with the D.C. Defenders, you already got one up on me because they actually won their game. Whereas the two teams that I was struggling to decide between both lost. So Matthew, I also would like to say that this is a great opportunity for new football fans because now you get the opportunity to to join a team that everybody's trying to figure out who their squad's gonna be. Nobody really knows it yet. And so So, so what you're saying is Cleveland Browns fans should probably just find an XFL team so maybe they don't have to be stuck in misery. And Dolphins fans too, but Mostly Cleveland Browns. And Dallas Cowboys. But anyway, um Five Rings. Perfect season. Still suck. So do you. <laughs> but yeah, XFL would be great for, for uh football fans to, you know, find a team and see what happens, I guess. Awesome sauce. I look forward to coming back next week. Our assignment is that next week we're going to declare our allegiance to a team. Okay. I'm making I'm making my proclamation that next week I'm going to declare my allegiance to a team. I will pick one as well. Right now I'm between the Vipers and the Renegades, so um I will I will decide. 
by next week what team I go with. Okay. There's something else you had on your mind? Um, well, let's just hope that we can continue talking about the XFL. Let's hope that it actually lasts all season. We have till April for this? Yep. There's 10 weeks of regular season, and then there's supposed to be two weeks of playoffs. So. Okay. I hope, Matthew, you get, you can, you can do this. That's exciting. Let's just hope it lasts. Matthew. They lasted a few weeks, so. I I never heard of this this AFL or whatever it was called. What was it called? The Atlantic A- AAF. What was it, was it called? Like Ameri- American Alliance of Football or something like that. The name doesn't even sound like you're gonna last two days. Yeah, it only lasted a couple of weeks, I think. Did it have a, like a commissioner and everything for that too? Uh, I believe they did. Hold I know, on, like, hold on, hold on. Wait, what did you call it? The AAF. Yeah, AAF. Uh, it was American Alliance of Football. They, I think they also only had like eight teams to start. There was like an Orlando team. There was a Birmingham. There was. Oh, um, hold up. Hold up. I just pulled up an article. It says built to last. Reborn XFL has what AAF was missing. Shall, shall we, shall we continue? Yeah. For football fans not ready to start the long off season, this, excuse me, the opening weekend of the new XFL was a potent fix to fuel the football addiction. The spring football league dominated social media. The stadiums were filled with passionate supporters developing their fandom and the oversight television ratings reflected its success. But the Alliance of American Football enjoyed similar success on its opening weekend exactly 12 months earlier and it lasted only eight weeks before the money ran out and bankruptcy ensued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fo- they never even made it to the championship game. Football skeptics question whether the XFL can sustain its success in a way the AAF couldn't. But the brainchild of Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck has what last year's startup was missing, quarterbacks. The name recognition won't be there for the average NFL viewer, but the performance across the first four games of the XFL gave fans all the excitement they needed. Former Ohio State fourth-round pick Cardell Jones continued his undefeated record as a starting quarterback. He's undefeated? Yeah, uh, I think when he was with Ohio State, I don't think he ever lost a game. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, there's another thing I kind of think that might help the XFL be more successful. We mentioned that the teams that the XFL, um, or the XFL teams where they play at are places where NFL teams already play, mm-hmm. you know? Looking at the list of the AAF teams... They had a team in Birmingham, so there's no football NFL team there. They had a team in Memphis. There was no NFL team there. They had a team in Orlando. Their closest team for that would be Tampa. Uh, They had a Salt Lake team. They had San Antonio. There's no NFL teams in any of those. They did have a team in Atlanta. They had a team in Arizona and a team in San Diego. NFL teams play in all of those. Now there's no team in San Diego. They moved to L.A., but... 
out of all those teams, I mean, they had five. What, the Chargers? Cities. Yeah, the Chargers, they moved to from San Diego to L.A. Wait, so you got two teams in L.A. now? Yeah, Rams and Chargers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... So anyways, considering that the AAF had five teams in cities where there's no NFL, and now you got XFL where seven of their teams are in cities where there's NFL, I, I feel like that might also kind of help them be a little bit more successful because you already have NFL fan bases in those cities who can be like, hey, football, let's go to a game, you know? So the only team that's not is St. Louis, but then again, St. Louis is, in many cases, a sports town, so... Yeah, they used to have a football team, and so they're probably thinking, hey, if we put an XFL team, the people who used to like the St. Louis Rams might be like, hey, football, we finally have a football team again, you know? Right. It's not NFL, but it's the next best thing, so... Right. So I think that's also another factor that could potentially help the XFL be more successful than the AAF was last year. It says the difference for the XFL isn't just the talent at the position, it's the rule changes and the system in place to eliminate some of the barriers to effective passing. Mm, the, league, that too, yeah. the league put headsets in the helmets of every offensive skill position player. So now we know how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And they don't, and they don't turn off. So coaches can talk directly to their players on the field. So that's why we only have that that twenty second rule because we don't need to huddle in. They're talking to them as yeah. they're playing. But and that's can, the thing too; they can talk to them. I guess it looks like up until the play starts. Whereas in the NFL, they got a forty second play clock, and once it gets down to I think fifteen twenty seconds left of the play clock, the microphone shut off. They can't talk to them anymore. So. Uh, Wow. Uh, the lead. Uh, yes, the coaches can talk directly to their players on the field. It was designated to increase the speed of the game and make an abbreviated play clock more manageable, which we've talked about to death today. But the byproduct was extra guidance in the ear of the quarterback and receivers. Uh, they still have to make accurate throws, but the increased communication seems to mitigate some playbook and decision-making issues that often plague ineffective passers. Uh, it wasn't a universal solution to poor quarterbacking. Aaron Murray of the Tampa Bay Vipers completed less than 50% of his passes, but seven of the eight offensive uh, executed scoring drives well enough to keep fans engaged. The, NF- the AAF saw four of its eight teams make quarterback changes in last year's opening weekend, and 15 different players attempted more than 30 passes over the course of the spring. When the league folded, only two teams had a positive touchdown to interception ratio. XFL quarterbacks are making plenty more, are making plenty of mistakes too. If they were polished passers, they'd still have NFL contracts. But even the ones on the losing side of the scoreboard showed a baseline consistency that was lacking in the alliance. Uh, part of this improvement, passing with stronger television deals and more publicized buildup, the XFL is in great position to learn from the failures of the past 
and entrench itself as a spring football staple. So basically, they're like we we said to death here. They are the alternative to the ex the NFL. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about that. I agree. I think that's we've hit pretty much every major point. <laughs> so. I I will. Um, I'm going to do my homework, and next week I'm going to have a team. Same here. Anything else, Matthew? Nope. That's it for the XFL. Let's just see if it lasts for the full season. Um, and we'll go from there. We can. Uh, we can. Uh, we can. Uh, we can what? We can talk about it every single week, as long as it's still a league. I'm hoping we at least get to April. That's, I mean, that's, that's 10 weeks. What, 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 what? We got, you got 10 weeks of regular season and then two weeks of playoffs. So. And then you go right into the NFL draft. Yep. So basically we're going to have football all year if this works. Yeah. I think that's what the goal is. But you still have, no, because after you have the draft. Well, yeah, because after the draft, there's not really anything until preseason. So. But you have like training camps and stuff. They talk about that, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. They'll they'll be continuously talking about training camps and like different contracts of players and stuff. And, like, but preseason starts in 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 August. In August, yeah. So literally, if uh, I, so, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we have like ten weeks now because there's only eight teams. If they double that next year. I'm thinking it's going to go all the way to like August. That's my Something prediction. Something like that, or at least July. Uh, they'll they'll probably go from ten weeks to like you know fourteen, maybe sixteen games, like the NFL. Yeah, and then have a couple more weeks of playoffs. So yeah, it could last until probably about at least July. Yeah, like I'm think because because preseason what is the mid midweek of August. Yeah. So if it like goes to the first of August, I mean, I think we're good. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're speculating here. Um, I will I will I will talk to you about. We this. gotta get through the first season first before we can start adding more teams. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, sir, for your time and consideration in this matter. All righty. Later. <laughs>